I bought tickets to go and see him. I, I was fortunate enough. I didn't know where he was going to uh, be uh, performing the whole con the whole tour. So we bought tickets down in Auburn Hills, uh, Michigan. Okay. So we drove down to Michigan and uh, got a hotel there. And my wife and I saw him there way up in the, you know, 300 level. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah. And then we, then I was just, I was just like a dog on a bone trying to get tickets for, you know, pretty much any concert that was local. I'd love to see him in Europe um, yeah. and thought maybe once we retired, uh, I could go and do that. So, you know, maybe. Fingers uh, crossed, about, right? Yeah. Fingers crossed for maybe 20, maybe 2022. I don't know. As I've shared multiple times, I try to do some episodes in advance in case something happens where I get ill or I run out of people to interview. However, in my urgency to record shows in advance, every once in a while I misplace an episode, and that's what this one is. Um, I talked to Pat on Super Bowl Sunday, of all things. And we, I had it in my archive, and somehow, as I started editing and scheduling, I missed it. So this was supposed to go up for, during Friendship Month. Uh, however, um, I misplaced it. So here is a great discussion with Pat, talking about his friend, um, his uh, friend's love of Bruce and his love of Bruce. And uh, I apologize to Pat that it was so delayed. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today uh, is my new friend, Pat. Uh, he's going to share his Springsteen story as we're recording this. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and we've already talked a few minutes about Bruce's Jeep commercial. Uh, and Pat has a story about, you know, this is Friendship Month, and unfortunately his friend is no longer with us to join us, but Pat is going to honor his friend to tell a couple of stories. So Pat, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited to visit. We've already talked a few minutes, and um, as we say down south, you seem to be good people. So <laughs> tell us thanks. a little about yourself. Well, I'm um, Pat, uh, uh, born and raised in uh, Ontario, Canada, living in Ontario, Canada today. Um, 62 years old, just retired this last August, so um, have lots of time to travel to Springsteen concerts, uh, if there would ever be another one, hopefully next year. <laughs> yes, um, that's our hope. Yeah, so uh, no, I just... Uh, saw you uh follow you online on twitter and saw you were looking for friendship stories and uh thought i had a pretty cool one um about a friend of mine uh named randy a co-worker actually worked out of our washington office um and uh, like you said he's uh he passed away a short uh, time after getting to see his last springsteen concert concert in uh 
Washington in 2016, but uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool story leading up to it. So I thought I'd uh, share it with you guys. Well, I'm so glad you did. And I appreciate it. Um, I always, I always love, um, I always love visiting with people that find me online. You know, usually uh, I'm the one uh, in a lot of ways, Pat, this is uh, being a podcast host is like being a um, insurance salesman. You're always prospecting, right? You're always looking for your next guest. So when someone reaches out and says, hey, I want to join you in the podcast, you're like, oh, a treasure. Yay. Well, this is my first ever one and maybe my last. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> well, anyways, hopefully you'll have fun and you'll want to come back. Yeah, for sure. So let's start out with uh, where did you grow up? What uh, where and was there a lot of music in the house when you were a little one? Yeah, so um, kind of central Ontario, a little bit west of Toronto, a small okay. town. Um, still know a bunch of my buddies. We chat uh, regularly on uh, on uh, online uh, on texting uh, that I went to high school with, um, say in my family, you know, uh, my my parents were actually I was the youngest so I was uh my parents were quite a bit older than me mm -hmm. uh, well then uh yeah so I was uh, they were they were later on when uh when I was born so you know Tom Jones but I can still remember sitting and listening to the uh and watching the Ed Sullivan show and listening to the Beatles my brothers were quite a bit older than me as well so you know I got some of their music when I was growing up uh high school it was kind of like Bowie and um you know, uh, Rush and uh, Kiss and saw those yeah. guys in concert local, locally and a uh, little bit of Springsteen, but it uh, wasn't until later that I got uh, uh, somewhat obsessed. So. so you and I are the same age. I was born in 59, uh, so graduated high school in 77. Um, I grew up, my dad was in the army. We moved around a lot, but by the time we settled, in eighth grade all the way to high school it was in louisiana and so we were a little small town am top 40 radio was what i listened to all the time uh so uh you and i have a lot of the similarities um i was a huge kiss fan in high school yeah. i just loved rock and roll all night and yeah. um i don't know if you ever did this maybe just because i was a geek uh <laughs> you know, when you get a cold and your voice is kind of scratchy, you always wanted to sing Beth. Like, oh yeah. Okay, now yeah. I could be, I could be cool like Peter Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a common story around us, Pat, that siblings, either they influence you for the type of music you like, or sometimes if you're the older, you influence the younger and other times people tend to rebel against their older siblings music, but it sounds like your older brothers helped you develop your taste in music. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I, um, you know, my brothers are 13 and four and 15 years older than me. So um, by the time I was in my teens and, and so on, they were moving out of the house, but uh, you know, I can remember the Moody blues and Santana and, and uh, like I said before, the Beatles and, you know, those. So, but I, I mean, I listened to, if you were to look at the uh, Apple music that I have in my collection, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Like, you yeah. know, it's uh, country and I, I, growing up, I listened to a lot of folk, um, mm -hmm. Bruce Coburn. There was a, there was a, um, there was a local band, Terry, uh, Jones and Cedric Smith 
in Stratford, Ontario, and they had their kind of hippies and they had a, a band called Perth County Conspiracy Does Not Exist. And uh, it was, you know, we went to, uh, you know, bluegrass festivals and things like that. So I'd say probably of any of my uh, two brothers, of any of us, I'm probably the most, uh, you know, fanatical about music. I played guitar a little bit when I was in college and I mm -hmm. played bass guitar in a band when, when we were in college and we used to play folk houses and things like that. And I actually just after I retired, uh, I had sold everything. So after I retired, I went out and bought a bass guitar and an amp and things like that. So I'm going to try and pick it back up and play with some buddies here and uh, here in town and hopefully, hopefully get back into it. Oh, that's, that's great. I, I, that's, that sounds really a lot of fun. And I, I love that idea, um, you know, of doing it. Um, earlier in this month, um, I, I have, um, I don't know in this, when this episode will end up coming out, but uh, a couple weeks ago, I interviewed two guys who ended up both being named Scott, but they met in summer camp and f fell in love with Bruce's music. And then when they graduated college, they kind of found each other again and they've remained friends. That's um, awesome. And yeah, so I think that's neat that you're still texting with some of your buddies from high school and still see them. And that's great. Yeah. We got together for a, there's a 12 of us that get together golfing every June. We didn't do it. The golf course was closed last sure. June and we're hopeful for this one, but I'm not sure. Depends on yeah. where we all are with the, uh, with the vaccine and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's uh, all 12 of us from high school still get together for a weekend of uh, golfing and, you know, beer drinking and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. I, I've, um, I've always been jealous of that. Um, I'm not very close to any of my high school buddies though. When I went to the high school reunion, we had a few years ago, I guess it would have been our 40th, you know, saw a lot of people and, and, you know, it was lovely. I think it's great. And I've heard other stories about that, like getting together for a weekend and, you know, golf during the day, poker at night, yeah. a lot of just joking and laughing and just camaraderie. So that yeah. sounds really lovely. Yeah, no, it's awesome. No, it's awesome. I look forward to it. Hopefully we get to do it this year. Yeah. So uh, I meant to ask you, how are you doing with all the COVID is, are you guys staying safe? Is everything? Okay? Oh yeah. No, everything's locked down. We, um, uh, yeah, we've been, my wife and I just living here uh, by ourselves. We have two daughters who live in the same town as us. Uh, they both had, um, uh, they both had uh, babies in uh, 2020. So we've actually been still getting together with them uh, occasion occasionally because they need some, uh, they need help with the sure. know, things. So um, uh, yeah, in fact, they just, uh, my granddaughter turned uh, one last Sunday and my last Saturday and my grandson uh turned uh one just yesterday so uh no it's 2020 was i mean it's tough to say 2020 was a bad year you know we had two grandchildren born uh i retired we hopped in a in in the truck and pulled a trailer out to uh, alberta and went and got went and saw some of my wife's uh, relatives out there and i've got a daughter that lives out there so it was uh 2020 was you know i mean it's it, tough as it is you know you can find a you can find a silver lining in, in just about anything if you look hard enough. So, What kind of trailer? Uh, we bought a 25-foot Jayco. Um, first, well, we had a trailer when we were first married. It was a small, 
uh, I think it weighed, well, I think it was built out of three quarter inch plywood. It was so yeah. heavy. Yeah. And uh, it was, I don't know, a 1972 uh, wilderness, but uh, this is a, a J feather, a lot lighter. Uh, first time towing in a long time, but uh, you know, it took us five days to get out there. We took seven days coming home and, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, so we got to do that in 2020. Um, don't know if we'll be doing that this year. Things are, things in Canada here, are, like it's, Ontario is locked down solid. They're doing, yeah. uh, you know, basically stay at home kind of order and no, um, no restaurants or stores or anything yeah. open. So, so what's interesting, Pat, is that's my day gig. Excuse me. I had to sneeze. Ah. Um, uh, my day gig is um, I work for a company that offers roadside assistance for recreational vehicles. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so our summer is always busy. This yeah. is, I started a new job in January. I mean, in February. So, um, and, but so many people have bought RVs yeah, because yeah. it is a really safe way to travel during this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so we were crazy busy. Yeah. So, when we bought our, uh, when we bought it, we bought our trailer in late August. Uh, yeah. well, mid August, I guess. Uh, and we headed out on, uh, I think August 29th or something like that, we headed out West. Um, but they were saying that they had sold three times as many RVs in the month of August and July than they normally do. It's just crazy busy. And, and, but you're right. It's safe. I mean, other than stopping for gas and at the, and I had arranged all the campgrounds on the way out. So other than stopping for gas and, and the uh, park offices, you know, we, we had enough groceries to get all the way out there. And uh, we just basically stayed with uh, my wife's uh, brother. So my brother-in-law uh, and yeah. his wife while we were there and, and just, yeah. So it was, we felt we were, you know, it's the safest way of getting out there for sure. It really was. Uh, we made the joke that it was the summer of RV uh, because it was busier than we've ever been. Uh, and then my boss kept telling me, he says, okay, it will slow down, Jesse, right? Yeah. And then uh, he says, usually after Labor Day, and it didn't slow down in September. No, and no. I mean, a little bit, but not really. And then in October, it wasn't much slower. And I was looking at my boss like, okay, like, what's going when on? This, when does the slowdown happen? Yeah. Uh, and so the summer of RV became the autumn of RV. And then probably toward the end of October, and definitely by the 1st of November, it crashed you know uh but we're we're already ramping up for spring break and we think it'll yeah. be busy so yeah. that's great i'm so glad you had fun and and that is a great way to go visit and sell you know visit people so that's wonderful yeah 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 it was good are you excited about teaching the grandbabies music oh yeah yeah well we've uh yeah i like i said before i bought a bass guitar here they've been down a couple times but they're a little bit scared by the sound that comes out of it right now but yeah <laughs> but uh oh no it'll be uh no we we we're, we're playing music for them all the time it's amazing how much of a sponge these oh uh, yeah their kids are they just love it they just love it in fact um i uh we we uh we helped my daughter uh when she brought our granddaughter home back last uh i guess it would have been first first day of february last year and uh and the first thing i put on in the car when we picked her up was uh was was uh 
uh, waiting on a sunny day. So that's the first music she heard. So anyways, so. You're preparing for in like eight years. That's like right. Bruce is touring. Yeah, absolutely. 78. Like, yeah. okay, go get on stage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that is so wonderful. Well, can you remember when your fandom of Bruce went to a more passionate level? Well, I was digging out a couple of, I got a box of albums the other day and I've got a, I actually going to frame them. I've got a, um, Greetings from Asbury Park and Born in the USA uh, vinyl uh, covers that are pretty in, in pretty good shape. So, you know, I mean, nice. back, back, um, you know, certainly back in the 70s and 80s, I, I listened to it. But it really was when he started to tour back in 2014 or so. Okay. He did this 2014 and his 2016 tour. Mm -hmm. So the River Tour in 2016. I bought tickets to go and see him. I, I was fortunate enough. I didn't know where he was going to uh, be uh, performing the whole con the whole tour. So we bought tickets down in Auburn Hills, uh, Michigan. Okay. So we drove down to Michigan and uh, got a hotel there. And my wife and I saw him there way up in the, you know, 300 level. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah. And then we, then I was just, I was just like a dog on a bone trying to get tickets for, you know, pretty much every concert that was local. I'd love to see him in Europe um, yeah. and thought maybe once we retired, uh, I could go and do that. So, you know, maybe fingers uh, crossed, about, right? Yeah. Fingers crossed for maybe 20, maybe 2022. I don't know. Yeah, um, was that the first time you saw him? Pat? It was. Yeah. 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 That was the first time I saw him. My wife saw him years and years ago out in Western Canada, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was the first time I saw him there. And then since then, we've seen him in Toronto twice. So he played in the uh, open air stadium yeah. uh, uh, once and then um, and then at the uh, in a in a uh, auditorium um, Air Canada Center in Toronto. So um, I, I make the joke and it's only halfway joking, right? There's two kinds of people that people go to their first Bruce show and go, boy, that was long. And the others yeah. that go, oh my goodness, how do I get to go do this again? Yeah, yeah, so, I'm in the latter category. <laughs> it sounds like it, that's Absolutely. Great. The last concert we saw was in Toronto. So my daughter and I went, she lives in Toronto. And uh, I, by the time I got the tickets on the yeah. website, uh, the best tickets available were behind the stage. And they were like, I don't know, it said like 17 rows up. Yeah. But little did I know that they remove a bunch of seats behind the stage, right? So we were in the first row behind the stage, dead center behind Max. Uh, and it was an amazing perspective. So we were dead center behind the stage. You could see the entire auditorium in front of you. And you could see what he was seeing, the band was seeing. And, and you know, they came back a couple of times, but it was great. It was, uh, it was heard, just fantastic. I've heard from other people that actually that is a really good view because mm -hmm. he usually will go back and wave, but you see the whole band and that perspective. Yeah. And usually there is a monitor so you can kind of see as well. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, I've heard Yeah, no, that. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, on, uh, I just posted a couple of days ago, I think on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it was came up like it was like exactly five days since the February the third concert in Toronto, mm -hmm. or five years yeah. since the February third concert in Toronto in uh, 2016. So uh, I've got a bunch of pictures on there. Oh, good. We'll have to look at yeah. what's your yeah. Twitter handle. 
Uh, I think it's at Pat Enright or something, Pat M. Okay. Enright or something okay. like that. All right. I'll, I'll double check and make sure it's on there. Yeah. Um, so you, you sound like you've been a fan of a lot of music about of it, but is there, can you articulate what about Bruce kind of spoke to you and why that, why that passion? Um, well, I like, you know, I, I love the rocking sound, like the rocking sounds, particularly when, you know, uh, he's playing, you know, his guitar and, or Niels or Tom Morello are playing, you know, in Ghost of Tom Joad or, you know, in uh, Youngstown or things like that. But, uh, but I think more so it's the storytelling, um, you know, and, uh, I, you know, it's, well, you, you talked a little bit about the uh, Jeep commercial. I mean, yeah. just, just, just the way he can, the way he, you know, the way he can describe things in his voice, and he does it in his songs. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, desperately looking forward to seeing his uh, his live performances of, uh, you know, his two new albums that came out during the pandemic. I mean, because they yeah. are. They are such, um, you know, the, he, he just, he just describes things so well, you know, um, you yeah. know, we never got to see him on Broadway, uh, but fortunately enough, they, uh, they had it on Netflix. So we did right. see it and, and it's just amazing. Like he just brings, uh, brings songs to life. He brings events to life. He brings life experiences to, you know, he, he makes, you know, I, I just think it just, it provokes thought whether or not it's his um, events or yours, um, you know, you can, you can think of things that maybe happen similarly in your own life that, uh, so anyway, it's kind of the storytelling I think is more than anything. I think you're absolutely right. So um, you'd reached out to me and said that you had a story you wanted to share um, about a friend of yours, a coworker. So why don't you take us through that, Pat? Yeah, so um, I, uh, working here in uh, Canada, uh, we had, a, we had a, a fellow that I got to know. Um, we talked Bruce, he was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. And uh, Randy's his name, he was based in our Washington office. Um, and, uh, he uh, he was just he's he's one of those guys that you know you you just never forget. He had a positive outlook on everything, mm -hmm. um, and then he got um, he got uh, diagnosed with uh, uh, pancreatic cancer uh, back in uh, 2014, I think it was, um, and um, and uh, he went through some tough times, some tough. Um, you know, event, tough, uh, uh, chemo and, 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 you know, just everything that goes with, uh, battling cancer, such a terrible disease. Um, we, we were, we would always, even when he was off, we would be chatting back and forth and he'd be saying, Hey, did you see this? Or did you see Bruce Springsteen's doing this? Or he's got his own, you know, uh, look at this video. And, uh, you know, I think his favorite song was, uh, uh New York serenade. Uh, um, but anyways, uh, we got chatting back in late 2014. It was just before Christmas. And I was asking him, it was because I had just, 
uh, set up a command post to, to, you know, with various computers trying to get tickets for the 2016 uh, concert in Toronto. And I asked him whether or not he, um, he got tickets to go see Washington. It was one of the first concerts in the uh, river tour mm-hmm. um, on the 29th of January. And uh, he said, no, he, um, he was going through some experimental uh, uh, therapy at the time. Okay. He, uh, he had up days and down days. He said he didn't want to get the tickets. He, he, if he felt well enough, he would go down and pay whatever the scalpers would you know, charge him to, um, to go see the concert in, in, in Washington. Um, so I got thinking, I was sitting in my office, um, and I thought, well, you know, that's just not right. Um, you know, he, he, you know, Randy served, uh, in the military, um, served from 81 to 87 mm. after, um, after 9-11 happened, he re-enlisted. Wow. Um, he was stationed in Iraq, mm. um, and he survived, um, you know, physically, probably yeah. not mentally, but, um, so anyway, so I, I got on the internet and I was looking around and I found like, I couldn't, didn't know, you know, who to reach out to. I just thought, you know, is there any way I can buy tickets? Of course it was sold out by then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out to, uh, um, I think it's an, like an ad agency, uh, Shorefire Media and okay. said, Hey, you know, can you help me? Um, uh, can you put this in the hands of somebody who might be able to, you know, sell me tickets? Um, and I'd kind of forgotten about it. It was back before Christmas. Well, in, yeah. you know, kind of mid-January, I get a telephone. I gave him my email address, of course, and my mm-hmm. telephone number. Well, I get a phone call from uh, a lady at uh, John Landau Management. And she says, hey, is your buddy, uh, Randy, are you still looking for tickets? And I said, yeah. Um we are like, how can I buy them? And she says, no, 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 no. Um, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, we saw his story, um, uh, and, uh, and we'd like to get him these tickets. So they, uh, they offered either pit tickets or, uh, tickets in the stands and his health wasn't that great. So we got two tickets in the stands and, um, him and another co-worker from that same office went to the concert on uh, they, there was some sort of backstage, uh, you know, meet and greet or something like yeah. that beforehand. I don't think he saw Springsteen, but I don't know if he saw any of the others. Hey, he yeah. was, he was just ecstatic. He went to the game. He went to the concert on January, January 29th. Uh, he was texting me through the concert. He was sending me pictures of, uh, you know, uh, Bruce, uh, uh, crowd surfing in uh, Hungry Heart, and yeah. and, uh, and you know the other fellow that went with him just said he just had such a great time that night, and uh, you know it was um, well, it was the last time he saw him. He died um, in July of uh, of 2016, mm. uh, unfortunately, and uh, you know he's just one of those guys that, uh, like I said before, he's one of those guys with a great positive outlook. He you know, you remember them, you know, you never forget guys like that. And, and I think it's just such a great story that, um, that he got to see, you know, we got to see that concert. I don't know how many concerts he had been to before. I mean, we weren't, we weren't real close, but we, we did chat back and forth and, uh, and I mean, good on, um, good on the management team. I'm sure they get thousands of requests and, you know, I almost hesitate to mention it because, you know, it's not for the ones that he does it for. It's the ones he doesn't do it for. And, 
but uh, I thought that was pretty special for them to, you know, recognize, a, you know, two-time veteran, uh, somebody going through, you know, cancer treatment at the time and, yeah. uh, and just getting them to see that show. So, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, Pat, I, I love this story and you're right. Um, it, there is, there is so many people that, um, how do you determine if you're, you know, the management team, who do you help and who do you not help? And, you know, but you can only do so much. And I think it's just lovely that they were able to help your friend, um, you know, give him a bright spot um, and just candidly very close to the end of his life. Yeah. You know, um, and I, um, I'm so glad that, you know, you took that extra step and I, and I know you don't think this is a big deal. You just did something nice, but I I think you should be proud that you took the extra step and said, Hey, because as you and I were talking about before we hit record, you weren't looking for free tickets. You're like, Hey, I'll buy his tickets. I just need to be able to find a way to get them. Right. And uh, I'm just, that's, as you said, good on them. And, and what a lovely story. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty special. And, uh, you know, the, the, the folks, the folks I spoke to afterwards, I mean, yeah. he was really appreciative. He sent, yeah. uh, he sent emails to the, to the person that arranged for the tickets and, uh, he was like just ecstatic, but, uh, it's like he forgot about everything just for one night. So it's, uh, it, it was pretty good. You know, there is a small little charity here in Texas, in Dallas. Um, Mark Holtz was the longtime radio voice of the Texas Rangers, our baseball mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he died of cancer. And uh, his daughter and son-in-law have a small little charity. And what they do is they buy baseball tickets for a family with a child going through tough disease mm-hmm. and, the, and it's just a simple little one night we're going to give them a chance to go to the ballpark mm-hmm. have them have some soft drinks and hot dogs and watch the game and just maybe for a day you don't think about everything that's going on and and i think there, there's a, there is a lot of great charities out there that are fighting for cancer and, and AIDS and and all these heart disease and leukemia and just on and on and on, mm-hmm. trying to find cures, trying to work for things. And I applaud all of that. But I think there's something just a little beautiful about, I'm just going to make one day better. Yeah. I'm going to make them smile one day and maybe you can forget. So I am glad Randy got that. And I'm so happy that, um, I'm so glad you shared it with us. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a special day for sure. Yeah. So um, you kind of, you already mentioned that you're teaching your um, grandchildren. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Waiting on a sunny day. Are there other songs or albums that mean a lot to you that you kind of go to routinely to kind of help you through tough times or help you celebrate or you find comfort? Well, I, I mean, probably my favorite album is uh the rising okay um, you know songs like um you know you're missing i mean mm-hmm. what a you know i mean it's uh 
I mean, it, it brings tears to your eyes. You can just see, you know, the, the heartbreak, you know, mm-hmm. for, for people who were, uh, who were affected uh, either on that day or afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, um, I, I, I love greetings from Asbury park, actually the, you know, his new song, uh, if I was a priest, I know that, uh, or I've heard that, um, uh, it was, uh, written back, uh, at the time he was, uh, putting those, uh, those songs together for his first, uh, you know, the greetings, uh, mm-hmm. album. And, uh, so that kind of brings you back, you know, um, his, his latest, uh, his latest album, you know, kind of brings you right back to the beginning. So it does, you know, some of the, it? some, some of the goofy, you know, just, you know, uh, spirit in the night and, you know, those kind of, you know, uh, anyways, it's, that's, uh, yeah, probably, but probably the rising is, uh, is my favorite album. So, um, I've been able to see him, uh, not anywhere close to a lot of people, you know, uh, 15, 16 times. And, um, the only song that he's played in every show has been the rising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. and you know, I love that song and I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Um, it obviously sounds like you love Western stars and letter to you. Yeah. I mean, Western stars took me a little bit longer to, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, get to get to like, um, okay. you know, it was, uh, it was quite a departure from, um, you know, from some of the other stuff, but I love it. Um, I would say letter to you is, uh, was, uh, appealed, you know, the appeal came quicker. Sure. Um, so, uh, it's just such a, 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 there's some, there are songs on that album that, um, I can't wait to see, to see live, you know? So, yeah. It, it's it's one of those ones that, uh, um, you know, whether or not it's a rocking song or it's a quiet uh, song, it's it, they're going to be fun to see live. Uh, I absolutely agree. I um, I you know, I'm looking forward to hear Burning Train, um, you know, Ghost, Letter to You, yeah. uh, If I Was a Priest, you know, just on and on and on. Uh, it just um, and then you know. Uh, I'll see in my dreams just brings me tears every time I hear it. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what have I not asked you that I should have Pat? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's uh, you know, I look at uh, I, you know, I consider myself a fan. Um, yes. My wife thinks I'm obsessed. Um uh, I listen to I listen to music all day long. You know whether mm-hmm. or not it's uh, whether or not it's Bruce Springsteen or U two or you know like I say my music collection and my uh, I have music on from the time I get up till the time I go to bed mm-hmm. all the time in the car. So I just love music. So um, but I don't you know I consider myself a fan. I uh, but I haven't like you. I mean I've seen them four times um, uh, mm-hmm. all since uh, all in the last decade. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I see, uh, other folks who are saying, you know, I've seen them 30, 40 times, uh, I'm envious. Uh, I, yes, wish, me I, too. I wish I would have, uh, uh, gotten the bug, uh, uh, decades earlier. Um, but anyways, yeah. never too late to never too late to get the bug. So absolutely. Anyways, well said. No, 
No, it's good. It's uh, good. There's a lot of, and, and, and it's amazing, you know, looking on Twitter and looking at, uh, you know, all of the people who are, uh, who are Bruce Springsteen fans, but it's amazing. Like, like what you're doing here, uh, you know, bringing out stories of friendships. I mean, there's people that, you know, have known each other for decades that follow each other around and go to concerts and they only know each other because they've, you know, bumped shoulders in the pit, you know, 30 years ago. And it's just amazing to see how that's happened. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are equally um, uh, other bands uh, who people follow, you know, religiously. Um, but, um, but I don't know that there's any more, any, any, any that follow bands or people as religiously as uh, Springsteen and the E Street Band. Um, it, it, it doesn't feel like it. I agree with you. It just feels like, and, and maybe because I'm so in the middle of it, um, you know, I, I've had over 600 episodes on this podcast. Mm. I've talked to hundreds of Springsteen fans from around the world. And, um, and I'm sure that, you know, maybe there are YouTube fans, Grateful Dead fans, you know, David Bowie, you know, um, certainly the Beatles have a passionate fan base, but it does seem like there was something about us Bruce fans and just maybe it's his longevity Maybe it's the different, he keeps reinventing himself. Yeah. He keeps yeah. pushing himself. I mean, you know, as we're, as we talked about earlier, you know, there was a lot of debate. Um, oh, is he going to do this commercial? Oh, is he going to sell out? You know, yeah. a couple of people were like, oh, I hope he doesn't. You know, this is once again, you know, he's, you know, Broadway. And now then, you know, having Apple, you know, the documentary on Apple uh, Plus, you know, and and then you see what he does and it's all about finding a middle ground and, and trying to bring the country together. Um, I just always say we should trust his instincts because yeah. the guy kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, uh, he's, he's, He's he's um, he's set himself up though. Uh, these four-hour concerts, uh, yeah, they're get, they're getting to be uh, uh, expected. Um, and yes. uh, I I wonder when we come back out of this and get to the first concerts, whether it's 2022 or whenever it yeah. is, how those concerts will be structured. But uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean he's just timeless. You know, I mean back, uh, you know, you, the 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 the, the the good thing about E Street Radio on uh, Sirius is, yes. you know, you can listen to concerts from 75 and you can listen, you know, to the latest concerts in 2016. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's pretty, it, it is pretty timeless. It is going to be funny, right? He's going to do a two hour and 58 minute concert where you go, why so short mm-hmm. when every other band does an hour and a half, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe so, there'll be an intermission. Maybe there'll be an intermission. Yeah, maybe so. He will, uh, you know, I, I, I do know that uh, at my age, it is hard for me to go that long without taking one bathroom break. <laughs> for sure. I don't know how he does it, I guess, because he sweats so much. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So, uh, all right. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you the merry question. So if you are a friend of Pat's, 
and you're listening to this podcast, you're going, what the heck is the Mary question? That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. He just recently retired, but he would take his honors English class, his seniors, and they would take two days and they would break apart Thunder Road as a poem. They go yeah. through all the lyrics. They look at all the imagery Bruce is doing. They talk about the themes. And at the end of the two days, he looks at his class and says, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So, Pat, that is your question. Ah, does Mary get in the car? Um, no, I don't think she does. Okay. No, I don't think she does. I think it's, uh, I, you know, I think... Um, you know, like many of his songs, whether whether he sings about, you know, uh, happy things or sad things, they're all life things. And uh, yeah, no, I don't think she does. I'm going to listen to it again, though. Now that you've asked me that question, I'm going to listen to it in a lot, uh, a lot uh, deeper. Um, uh, I'm going to listen to it. Well, uh, if you end up um, having more thoughts, just reach <laughs> out to me and we'll... Um... I can leave you my voicemail where you can leave your thoughts or we can schedule real quick. Like, okay, I have some more thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny. Um, 60, 40, 60% of the people I ask the question say she gets in the car. Oh yeah. 40% say they don't. Hmm. So, um, we'll and, never know. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> thought about that, that I would love to ask Bruce, but even that would not give us the answer because yeah. that's just his opinion and just because he wrote the song doesn't he mean he knows right yeah yeah, so yeah. that's great yeah uh, pat i hope you had fun this was yeah great. no this is good no it's yeah. my like i said my first uh, uh my first time maybe my last i don't know but i'm you know i'm uh, first time i've ever shared that story with uh, you know uh, about randy and about the tickets and about the washington concert other than you know uh close family and a few co-workers at work who found out about it and said things like that. So happy to do that. Um, you know, he's, uh, like I said, uh, he's just uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And mm -hmm. uh, he was taken from us too soon by a terrible disease. And I, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who's uh, battling that terrible disease. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I just thought when you, when it came up and, you know, it came up earlier in the month and I said, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm up to doing this, but then you sent it. You, I saw you on Twitter and you sent it out again and saying it's not too late. So I thought, ah, oh, you know what? Um, maybe you'll find it corny or maybe you'll find it good, but uh, I'm happy to, happy to chat about it anyways. Well, I am so glad you did. And I love the story. I love, you know, your passion. Um, and it does look like you are Pat M. Enright yeah, on probably. Twitter. Proud yeah, Canadian probably. husband, father, grandpa, yeah, love music, go. fishing. So, yep, that's you. And so, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to end with um, now out here on this road, out on this road tonight, I close my eyes and feel so many friends around me in the early evening light. And the miles we have come and the battles won and lost are just so many roads traveled, so many rivers crossed. And I ask God for the strength and faith in one another because it's a good night for a ride across this river to the other side, my blood brothers. Pat, 
Thank you for sharing. Amen. Listeners, you stay safe. Remember to social distance. Remember to wash your hands, wear an effing mask, and let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Thank you. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listening Bruce. Set listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.